You are listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you're interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of Us needs and appreciates all your support. Hooray! Delicious Volume 1, Life Tastes Good, is finally at Amazon United States. What is delicious, you ask? Imagine a land where all your favorite foods live as human girls. Here in charming a la carte, under the floating city of heavenly delight, we meet Ramen, a young cook trying to run a restaurant with her family of pastas as they end up in all sorts of wacky adventures and hijinks as these strong, eccentric characters pursue their dreams and passions. Delicious is a beautifully drawn comedy series, which is now finally available to buy in the United States. Click on the banner on one of us, order today, and join in the fun now, because Delicious Volume 2, Yum Yum Yum, is coming really soon. A perfect gift for your child, or those of you who are forever young at heart. One of us strongly recommends this one. We hate at the wedding stars Kristen Bell playing a version of Eleanor from The Good Place, and her brother is played by Ben Platt playing a bearded version of a Ben Platt character, and Allison Janey as a mother who just wants her kids to get it together long enough to attend their half-sister's wedding in London. Drama ensues through various misunderstandings and family squabbles. This is an adaptation of Grant Ginder's novel of the same name, from the director Claire Scanlon, who is known for television series directing, such as The Office, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and Saved by the Bell, and is written by Lizzie, oh boy, Molino Lajanelin and Wendy Molino, who have written Bob's Burger episodes, and uh, they are the writing duo in charge of Deadpool 3. Oh. I am T.C. Dewitt of the Screener Squad, and I am joined at the plus one table by Melina. T.C., you just scared the shit out of me with that news. Yeah. <laughs> Jordan? They're doing Deadpool for... Why is that my name? Focus, Jordan. <laughs> uh... And Frank. I loved Jordan's reaction to that Deadpool news. <laughs> I think it was just really great. So I, I jumped right into things here because... This movie doesn't go out of its way to complicate things. It kind of tells you exactly what it is up front. It's straightforward. Very straightforward. sort of stumbles its yeah. way from that point on. I won't tip my hand too much about how I feel one way or the other. So I'd like to throw it straight to you three. What did you think of this, this movie? This movie sucks. <laughs> this movie did something to me that I thought was very strange in that it turned me into Christian Bale, because there was not one, not two, but three times where I actually screamed, What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Good for you. I, I really think this movie is so sloppily made. I think, I mean, beyond just like what, like the narrative and like the way the characters are drawn, I just think it, this is a very, very cut and paste. There's no flow. Normally I would open a review with, 
some sort of thesis statement about what we're going to talk about. I usually like to weave in some thematic element from the film so we can work it into our conversation. But there was no point because Uh, pretty much every scene of this movie is just an exposition dump of tell not show. Yeah, exactly. Do you know when you, when, when, and we, I hate that we, we're all critics here. So we, we try not to do this. I, I try not to do this. When you stop and start something, and you, it's it's hard to get the rhythm back when you yes. pick up something again. That, that's what I watched all the way through, straight through, and it felt like I was like stopping and starting so many times. Mm. I mean, I, I just could not get over how like the tone of this and the flow was just so inconsistent all the way through. Yeah. How can a movie flow when it has exposition this fucking clunky? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Clunky's being kind. You know, I, I just thought this movie would piss me off in one way or another. I just thought it pissed me off as, like, this is not how you write a good story. No, it kind of pissed me off as someone who's polyamorous. I hate this storyline <laughs> with Ben Platt and his partner, Dominic, who clearly can't communicate. He wants to try maybe having an open relationship or possibly being poly or trying a free... Just, just Talk to your partner, goddammit! Exactly. (laughs) And I think that you kind of nailed one of this film's worst sins right there, Jordan, which is that nobody fucking talks to each other in a way that (laughs) any human being ever does or should. There are entire (sighs) plot points that could have been resolved and therefore we wouldn't have had to see them if the people had just talked it out. It would have taken one conversation in the first scene where we meet Ben Platt and his horrible partner, where he says, I want a polyamorous relationship. I don't. Okay, then we are just not meant to be together. That is how that conversation would go, and that is how it should have gone. Instead of just this horrible, plotting, unfunny stuff stumble towards the pathetic end of that plot the inevitable like that we spent too much time with that one of my my main my main gripes about this is that nobody here is drawn like a real person Mm -hmm. you know these are not real people these are not characters Mm -hmm. they're they're, they're just sketches they're just traits i'm not gonna say attributes because they're they weren't given attributes but they're just like traits just lined up And this would make for a shitty rpg honestly if they were attributes Oh, I was like, this makes makes such a slog to get through because, like, why am I watching these like caricatures? Yeah, there's so many plots going on. There's two things clear to me in watching this. One, it's trying and failing once again to capture the magic of love. Actually, that movie did what it did, and there's been so many movies since that continue to try to do this ensemble rom com. We're talking Valentine's Day. He's just not that into you. It's an, and there's not as many plots as those other movies have no. had, but this is trying to juggle too many plots of underdeveloped, undercooked tropes. And the thing is, it's doable in the hands of better, yes. better people. You, yes. you can actually flourish these storylines and make them worthwhile. Yeah. I, I told my because my, my boyfriend watched this with with our house guest. Oh no, she didn't remember it because she was you know she loves her prosecco, but um, oh good, <laughs> but. My my boyfriend hated this all the way through, and 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 I said, you know, it's this is not a bad setup. This is not a bad story, especially with this cast. This is an yeah. excellent cast. Even minor single scene roles are cast with wonderful people. Mm-hmm. This is the wrong people at the helm. 
I'm really convinced of that. These are not bad actors. Not at all. I I, I love Kristen Bell. She can get me to watch anything. I'm not, I don't want to watch this again. And Veronica Mars. Yeah, exactly. And you also just waste so many good people like Lizzie Kaplan, Randall mm -hmm. Park, Tony Goodwin. The one I'm most pissed wasted is the bride herself, Cynthia Addy Robinson who I mostly yeah. know as the Arrow versus Amanda Waller. Uh-huh. Yes. She should have gotten a better script here to do something to actually showcase her talents. Only character I liked in the whole movie was her. Mm -hmm. I liked her for one reason. There is a scene early on, and it's a scene that you know by the time you get to it, this is the movie you're going to watch. You, you're, It's the movie you're watching. You know exactly how it's going to play out. It's the family dinner. And you're like, all right, count down until oh, the right. hilarity ensues as they see it. But she does something that I did not think the movie would do, which was after they all inevitably act like a bunch of jerks to her for absolutely no fucking good reason at all. She actually calls them out on that. And she does it in the classiest way. She doesn't make a scene. She waits until it's just them. They're out of the restaurant. But she lays it out to them like, you know what? If you're going to fucking act like this, then you can just leave. And I was like, thank God. I feel some relief by you doing that. But unfortunately, the movie just keeps fucking going from there. Yeah. There's nobody to like or dislike. It's just so empty and hollow. Every move that everybody made felt phony and false. I don't know. Maybe that's just my hang up about it. I don't know. Oh, no, you're not alone. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you, Melina. I, I fucking hated everyone in this movie. It, this is such a middling story. It is just so fucking average. It is bothers me just how painfully dull this movie is and but you, Jordan, you don't, wanna... don't you see that there is like yeah because of the family history that's only hinted at i could couldn't you see that there is something here to unpack in a better movie like in terms of like the their past that that do you, do you know what i mean I, no i do i was thinking there are like a thousand different ways you could actually make this an interesting, yeah, good movie. There are several ways in which you can make something compelling. Unfortunately, they didn't. By, by the time it ended, I was thinking, wow, uh, you know, I actually wouldn't mind going to an actual Taco Bell because, <laughs> well, one, I do enjoy Taco Bell, and two, it would give me much more enjoyment than this fucking movie. Jordan, I'm Hispanic. I find that offensive. I would agree with you, except this movie made me lose my appetite for anything. <laughs> the movie tried to walk the line, and it didn't do a good job. It needed to go either way more farcical, way more over the top, much more like Wedding Crashers or Forgetting Sarah Marshall, or it needed to go the other way and be more like The Family Stone. But it tried to yes! juggle the drama and the comedy, and it never caught. God. It never caught. It Family work. Stone is work. what I kept thinking about through this whole thing. And I was like, I now have to add a star to that movie because I used to really like that movie. I grew to hate it and have <laughs> since come back around on it. I still yeah. love that movie. I think I think that emotion in that movie is very real. But I know what you mean, Molina. <laughs> and that is exactly why. Because you're like, yes, this is painful to watch, but this is painful because these are real people. This is real drama. Yeah. These are explosions mm -hmm. that you would absolutely expect with everything that's been set up. Here, it all just feels so false. It feels so prefabricated. Like, this is not something that was written so much as it was... Uh, it's a prefabricated script that was just shoved into a 3D printer and spat out the oh. other end. <laughs> I love that. I, I love that you said that. That's the perfect analogy for it. How do you cast Allison Janney as your lead and give her nothing to do? She does have... 
a very good monologue near the end of the movie. Uh, her apology monologue is actually quite good. She, how do you give her yeah. largely nothing to do but uh, hook up with her ex-husband? Yeah. <laughs> how, how, how do you do that? I don't know. It it does feel like a lot of wasted potential because I love Kristen Bell. Yeah. She's very very talented when it comes to juggling comedy and drama. Like look at the I I referenced her as a version of Eleanor from The Good Place because she's rude and crass and very clearly making terrible decisions so it's really hard to root for her the risk of like giving any of these characters and i'm using that term loosely (laughs) any sort of like uh credit is that that she does have self-awareness yeah yeah about herself which is it it goes a long way you know what that darcy cohen cameo towards the beginning it just made me feel like oh this is a version of the bad place and this one and this one is not good this one you know what this one is in a league of its own of how fucking dull and fucking boring it is no baseball lesbians here which would have greatly improved yeah. it well i'd love to sit here and continue to just beat the crap out of this movie but i just want to take a All moment i do just want to take a moment to, again to acknowledge that this cast is Excellent. The yeah. best thing that this movie has going for it is its cast. And it yeah. is even just having small single-scene characters, single-scene actors. Jorma Tacoma's in this in a couple scenes, but he does – He's it's it, well, I always like seeing him. I wish that... He's got a cute beard. Tony Goldwyn. <laughs> I would do disgusting things to Tony Goldwyn. I really would, honestly. I would love to know if he was just on set just for that whole – day as but you know that's a much better more interesting thing going on in this movie than the rest of the fucking movie yeah we got randall park popping up as you mentioned earlier which he's got one of the solid jokes in the entire thing yeah. which Andy there's Daly a handful shows Daly, up. yep yeah so it, it goes to my point that i wish this movie had been one thing or the other. And there's a lot of great comedic talent in here. And I, I'll wrap this into some final thoughts here. This movie is just not enough of anything. The charm of these actors is not enough to make this any better than what is ultimately a very sloppy script and a sloppy production. This whole thing feels like a sitcom being taken way too seriously where they've removed the laugh track. Like those scenes that you can find on YouTube of someone taking an, a scene from Friends or How I Met Your Mother where they remove the laugh track. And it's like, well, I know that was a joke. And I guess if the audience was telling me to laugh, I might be more amused. But Yeah. Or they could have just added that uh, They could have added that Seinfeld stinger at the end of every scene. That would have probably been just as appropriate. But this movie is like someone described a rom-com set at a wedding to someone, and then someone overheard that conversation, though they'd never seen a movie like that, and then wrote it. So basically, this is like the LaCroix of wedding rom-coms. Hey, I like LaCroix. <laughs> TC, I, I, as much offense I take to Jordan's comment about Taco Bell, I take offense to the LaCroix comment as well. <laughs> it's got the essence of four weddings and a funeral, but there is an audience for this. I think if you like watered down simple easy to follow stuff this might be great for your grandmother this might be great for wow. <laughs> okay both my grandmothers are dead and i don't want to insult them that much I, I apologize. if you like watered down bullshit then this is this is for you, you. <laughs> get a bottle of wine for your aunt and let her enjoy this movie with her friends her, her special friend i wish this could be funnier better but sadly i'm gonna give it a four out of ten double cheese gorditas her special friend over the 1950s or is it like that's is that cool for like lesbian uh, or something hey 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 that's accurate <laughs> Um, <laughs> Jordan, go ahead. Jesus, I don't like this movie. 
Holy fuck. <laughs> I just don't. Compared to what I just reviewed in the Friendship Game, this is a five-star classic compared to that. And it still sucks. Yeah, this is good. But along with this and Day Slash Them, this is going to make it into my like bottom three of this year. Again, just to reiterate, if you want to explore more in your actual relationship right now, Try this crazy thing called communication. It'll make everything so much more rich and fulfilling. Unlike this movie, which is hollow and leaves you as empty as that fifth crunch wrap you have at 5 a.m. because you are hung over as hell. <laughs> Fuck these characters. Fuck this movie. Jesus goddamn hell. I'm going to give it three out of ten cheap-ass photographers that you clearly cut corners on just to save some money for this wedding <laughs> frank i said before i think that I don't, I don't know the novel of this film i there was enough w within the story within the specifically the family's history to unpack i think that there is a good movie in here i don't think that the right people made this I will say my boyfriend and I were watching. He's like, I, I, I hate everybody. I hate everybody yep. in this film. I think that one of the, the few things this movie does right is that family can bring out the worst in you. The only thing this movie does right is nail that because everybody was at their worst when they were around each other. And it's not that at the end of the day, it's not that these characters in air quotes are unlikable is that they are at their worst selves around each other. Mm -hmm. And I got to appreciate uh, this movie for really highlighting that, but this is not a good movie. There was no like steady hand to guide this from beginning to end, and um, and it's a shame because there is stuff here that is worth exploring. There are moments that could have been really charming and hilarious, and there could have been catharsis at the end. Genuinely good cast who are all collectively present and trying were all wasted, and it's a shame. It, it really is a shame. Um, so I'm going to give this a 5 out of 10. Um, disgusting things I would do to Tony Goldwyn because he still got it in his 50s. Like, he, he yes, does. He does. Right? Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah. Melina. There you go. Oh, my God. Okay, well, <laughs> it's been said before, it's almost a standby at this point, that the worst sin a comedy, especially a romantic comedy, can commit is to be boring. Movies like this make me challenge that. Because this movie committed a absolute mortal sin for me. It presents these characters who are reprehensible to their core. There's not a redeeming quality to them. They don't even feel like real people. You can't even give them that credit. But unfortunately, the people who wrote it seem to at some point have figured that out. And instead of actually writing them to be nuanced, they were like, well, what if we throw in a really tragic backstory for them? What if we have every person they interact with be even shittier than they are? That'll make the audience totally forgive their completely unacceptable behavior. No, I see right through that shit, and it bothers me that you think I am that fucking stupid. <laughs> and I realize I have dropped the F-bomb about 20 times in this review, and I apologize. You're such a lady usually, Molina. <laughs> oh, please. No. Don't fucking apologize. <laughs> All right, fine. No, I take that back. Apology rescinded. Yeah, like you said, Frank, there is the tiniest DNA of a good movie in here. It's just 
written by people whose favorite movie must be Bride Wars, and that, to me... Knives are out. Oh, that's not even the meanest (laughs) thing I wrote down. Great cast, completely freaking wasted. There are two things I liked. I said one thing, but there were two. Like I said, Cynthia Adai Robinson, she, I clung to her like a goddamn life raft throughout this whole thing. But also John McMillan, who plays her fiance. Mm-hmm. I got a slight endorphin boost because I just saw him on House of the Dragon and he's amazing on it. That's it. I am going to give this utter piece of shit two out of ten exasperated sighs. <laughs> so... Is anyone else concerned about the fact that this is the writing duo that's going to be taking on Deadpool 3? No. Dude, why'd you remind me? God damn it! No! <laughs>